Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 29. If they were wise, they would understand this. They would discern their latter end. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jason, you just read my life verse. I'm exhausted. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know, after uh, after doing like entire chapters of Luke, where we would do like eight <laughs> of the most iconic Christian teachings yeah. in one go, it, it kind of feels like when you're like running on a treadmill and then you get off and your legs feel like they should keep like, you know, chugging away yeah. and like walking feels weird. It's kind of what doing another like one verse ODR feels like right now, but I love it. So... Yeah. Deuteronomy 32, just to contextualize like where we are, because um, we kind of just hopped here from Second Kings. We're we're in the Song of Moses, so Deuteronomy is basically like the final words before Israel goes into the Promised Land. Right, and there's a lot of warning. Uh, there's a lot of grim things, like the verse that you just read, um, and then there's a lot of hope and promise, and yeah. so. Um, you know, we have the Shema, which is like absolutely just essential to know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and just look up the Shema if you don't know what I'm talking about, but you'll quickly recognize it. And it's it's a foundational, you know, teaching for Jewish people and then for Christians. And then, you know, we have uh, Deuteronomy 7 which, you know, it really begins this, it's this instruction and warning to as they go into the promised land to stay faithful, to drive out the nations. And it's this reminder that God didn't choose you because you were a great nation. He didn't choose you because you were a worthy nation. But in fact, you're the least of all nations. You're a very stiff-necked people, but, but God chose you because he loves you yeah. and he's faithful to you. And, you know, then Moses, he just, he brings back a lot of the law. And then we have the song of Moses, um, which, you know, maybe we should be writing worship songs more like this. Like I don't, I don't use the word vengeance on my adversaries. Very it's called much. Papa up. He, yeah. You know, he yeah. puts, he puts scripture. You know, I'm going to write with yeah. Papa in yeah, a couple weeks. So, uh, or yeah, so it'll, maybe we'll get into some, uh, I don't know where the verses would end and then the next <laughs> one begin in this. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. So buyers, <laughs> yeah. um, help walk me through, yeah, and my my tiny little brain. <laughs> we we have this verse, and I know Will Kynes chose it for a great reason, um, but you know my thick head just doesn't know what it is yet. So yeah. what 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 are your thoughts on this passage? Well, believe it or not, I do think it is is uh, there is a an interesting tie with the passages that we read yesterday uh-huh. and the day before in in Second uh, Kings five. What really? Um, yeah, um, I um, as an aside, I. I I'm a big fan of a, a ministry out in California called Stand to Reason. Yeah, they're great. Apologetics ministry, just fantastic. I've been following them for 20-some-odd years now. But they, um, one of their regular refrains at Stand to Reason is, never read a Bible verse. Now, do, they mean, do they mean never read a Bible verse? Well, no. What they, what they mean is never read a Bible verse in isolation. Mm. Uh, and so when when you are instructed as will has has uh, <laughs> done with us this to to actually read a bible verse it, to, if we want to really understand the meaning of the verse it's important to Absolutely. read a little before it read a little after it Absolutely. understand the context as you've just kind of set the stage for us so so what is going on in Deuteronomy you say Moses has given three sermons here to um, the people of Israel who are uh, in 
in Moab. They're about to cross the Jordan and enter the promised land. Uh, multiple times in Deuteronomy, Moses, um, in recapitulating the law and and um, the instructions of the Lord, mm. tells the people there's sort of this. This is how this is going to work with God. When you go mm-hmm. into the promised land, if you're obedient, you will be blessed. Mm-hmm. If you're disobedient, you will be cursed. They get this. They get this reminder multiple times throughout Deuteronomy. What's interesting is right before the song, the Song of Moses in chapter 32, the very paragraph before um, Moses begins singing here, um, beginning in verse. 27 of 31, chapter 31, Moses says to the Israelites, For I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Now, this is how he's reminded them multiple times now. Obey and you'll be blessed, disobey yeah. and you'll be cursed. I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Even today, while I'm yet alive with you, you have been rebellious against the Lord. How much more after my death? And then in 29, he says, For I know that after my death, you will surely act corruptly. And turn aside from the way that I have commanded you. And in the days to come, evil will befall you, because you will do what is evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger through the work of your hands. So it's abundantly clear to Moses that once he's gone, mm-hmm. the people are going to rebel. Yep. And so then he enters in this song where he it begins with him reminding them of all the reasons that they have to trust in God, all mm-hmm. of his provision, how he delivered them from captivity, how they've grown fat the blessings that they found along their journeys, right? Mm-hmm. And, and But even despite all of that, they have rebelled and they've provoked the anger of God. And we, mm-hmm. and and God is is going to send nations as instruments of judgment on mm-hmm. Israel. And we arrive at our verse today in chapter thirty-two, verse twenty-nine, and um, this is a comment on the Israelites. Uh, if they were wise, they would understand this. They would discern their latter end. Moses mm-hmm. is saying, if if you had any wisdom whatsoever, mm-hmm. you'd see what you're doing is wrong. If you had tied to you know our previous couple of days study, if you had any understanding whatsoever about the upside down nature of God's kingdom, mm-hmm. about God, what God really wants for you, and all that He's prepared, all that He has done and is prepared to do for you, um, then you would see. Mm-hmm. And but because you don't have wisdom, you don't have sight. Mm-hmm. Bad things are coming. Yeah, you know it makes me think about this. Is, this is something that I've really been thinking about a lot, especially because um, I love to talk about God's kingdom and, and the gospel with people who don't follow Jesus. And one of the big uh, barriers for people. Uh, like me, people my age, especially for artists, is the exclusivity of the the exclusive claims of Christ, mm-hmm. um, and and I get that, and you know it's something that I've definitely wrestled with and not being comfortable with. Um, can can I really like believe that you know that there is like judgment and condemnation for people outside of Christ? Uh, can I really subscribe to something that's so exclusive? But the, the thing that is so radical about God's kingdom is that it's exclusive but inviting. Mm-hmm. Anybody can come in. And, you know, that's like what we were talking about in the Second Kings story. The, the character who ultimately bears judgment is this high and mighty 
uh, servant of the man of God who's next in line. Who should know better. Who should know better. He's actually <laughs> the one who misses out yeah. on the blessing. Yeah. And the the two good characters, besides Elisha, obviously, are this, you know, absolutely just, you know, destitute slave girl and then this foreign commander. Mm-hmm. And... So what we see here in verse 29 is you have to be wise to enter the kingdom of God. You know, that is like in a way a a prerequisite, but you don't have to be smart. And I I think back to Luke's gospel, the the criminal on the cross, he was wise. He wasn't necessarily smart. He didn't, he probably couldn't like talk theological circles around you and I. Um, or at least you, I'm not that smart, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, but wisdom, what is wisdom? It's the fear of the Lord. It's in a sense, it's understanding your place in the world and and the order of things. Seeing the world as it really is. Seeing the world as it really is. And, and so, you know, anybody of any standing of any education level of any background Anyone can be wise. The slave girl was wise mm. in, in the Second King story. Mm. Um, the the commander he he was not wise, um, but his servants were wise. And then when when he humbled himself and and bathed in the river, uh, then we kind of saw this change. Uh, the criminal on the cross, you know, the the tax collector in the temple in Jesus' parable. Um, the, these are wise people, and so it's not like he's saying here that the highly educated, those who've seen a lot, those who've experienced a lot, you know, they can, you know, they can understand and discern the latter end, but it's actually this like seed of faith, you know, that is understanding uh, the world as it actually is. Yeah. I I think um, this passage reminds me in many ways of second Corinthians 12, where Paul is begging the Lord to remove the thorn in his side Mm -hmm. and, and, God reminds him that his grace is sufficient for him, that his mm-hmm. power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul declares, when I am weak, I am strong. And it's mm-hmm. like when we are at our lowliest, mm-hmm. this, this is when in some ways um, we see and understand most clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's Certainly the verses that pop follow this verse point to that. God is going to bring Israel down. Yeah, He's going to make them low. Yeah. So that then they will understand. Absolutely. Same thing happened with Naaman in in Second uh, Kings five. How did he come to understand the the economy of God and the upside down nature of the kingdom? And how did he come to understand where real power resides by being made low by mm-hmm. by giving be, being given this physical infirmity? And so, um, yeah, I think clarity comes with wisdom. Clarity comes in weakness mm-hmm. and dependence upon. Mm-hmm the Lord for our provision in recognition of all that he's done for us. We don't have an ungrounded mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. We, we have a, a hope and a faith that's grounded in the belief that he has delivered us before. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we only trust him, he'll continue to do so. Man, it's a good word. Well, uh, for Jason Byers, this is Will Carlisle. And it's been a, a good word from the book of Deuteronomy. We'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 
I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404 404- 465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.